Welcome to Outside the 9 to 5. I don't know what that just was, but this is Kevin Hartnett. And I'm Colton Richards. And you're listening to the Outside the 9 to 5 podcast. A show where we discuss the challenges we face on a day-to-day basis with our careers, relationships, and fitness and nutrition. We'd like to keep it light as we discuss some of the life battles we, and I'm sure some of you, deal with on a daily basis. So sit down, strap in, and enjoy the ride. The fact that we're here starting this at what time is it? 8.03, bro. Very impressive. Uh, we just got destroyed on a run. I'm not going to get into it too much. Kevin was basically shitting himself, and I got yeah, clothesline by I was a in fence. a really not a great place about 15 minutes ago. So. <laughs> this kid's always smiling, though. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Love Let me introduce him. We'll get into this shit right away. So, dude, you're. I, I looked this up. I did my fucking research. Performance Center Director for Elite Edge Performance. Again, we'll get into what that is. I'm going to call you a physical specimen. This kid comes into CrossFit in one week absolutely annihilating Kevin and I. But you <laughs> stop smiling over there, big man. Uh, but you did play football in college, correct? Yes. Power, power lifter at one point? Yep. Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach. Um, and then again, like I said, comes into CrossFit for a week, destroying Kevin and I. He's a man's most interesting, the world's most interesting man. But, and this is what I'm going to say, most importantly, an amazing husband and father. Welcome to the show, Anthony Per Petrucci? Oh, here we go. Petrucci. Petrucci. No, Petrucci. what is she? Petrucci. I was yeah, close. Petrucci. I would so give actually, that like at 80%. So actually, I think the Italian way is Petrucci. 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 We've so I'm, I'm not even going to go for it. I, I'm, I'm going to screw it up <laughs> if, if I try to say it again. So. See, dude? He, oh, my God. All right. So where do we want to start with this thing? I have a question for you a little bit. Dude. What made you decide to like go down this athlete route? I feel like everything you do is revolved around athletics. Like, how did that kind of come to be? You did, you know, like I said, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, powerlifter, did football in college. Like, how did that start? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, um, well, first off, let me uh, just thanks for having me on. I think that's awesome. I'm excited to be a part of this, you know. Um, but, and I say it was started in ninth grade with football, and I was just obsessed with lifting. Like, it just got started with high school football. Um, my buddy and I would go to practice until 5. Right? Yeah. We'd lift, we'd play football, and then after, we'd go home and eat, and our parents would literally drive us to the Y. Really? For another two or three hours. It was nuts. So I think that's how that's how it started. I was fortunate enough to play football in college. Um, what Temple. college did you go to? Temple University. Temple, okay. All right. What position did you play? I was recruited as a linebacker, and I think they realized I wasn't, like, 6'4", so then they moved me to fullback. Um, You're pretty fucking – wait – he You're wasn't big tall. enough to be linebacker. Yeah, I wasn't You're big kidding me. No, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, man. Holy I shit. In these guys yeah, I'm pretty sure like, Temple had me in the linebacker, you know, recruiting class. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Dude. I got lost in the show. You shuffle. were a diver, bro. Yeah. They were recruiting me <laughs> yeah. for diving. No contact whatsoever. <laughs> Just me hitting the water. That's it. <laughs> so how did that journey at, like, Temple and you know, trying to play football there go? Uh, it was, yeah, it went well. I mean, I think it was, it was definitely challenging. I mean, they controlled every aspect of our lives. Yeah. Uh, you know, there were kids on there that – um, you know, got into school for football, if you know what I'm saying, yeah. you know, and, uh, so they managed every aspect of our lives. They had, we had people that follow us around. We had a check-in study hall, lunch, breakfast, the field of class. We had to sit in the front room of class. I mean, it was, it was definitely intense, but I definitely met some people that, you know, I'm still in touch with today. Uh, which so, is awesome. So let me ask you about this. So do you think a lot of your discipline, because just to give you like the listeners back. I mean, dude, like I feel like I wake up early kind of, and then I see you posting your schedule and it's like, dude, he's up at, you know, 4am, 4am is like a late morning for you. 
Where did that kind of get instilled? Was that college football? Do your parents have some uh, insane discipline, like habits? Were they military-based? Like, how did that kind of come to fruition? Uh, it was definitely college. Okay. I think. I mean, they had a sub. We had to check in at 4.30. Really? For breakfast. And that was just for breakfast. Every day? Every day. See, wow. Dude, very, very interesting, because I feel like I... How many people checked in at 4.30 every day? Because <laughs> I, I could see this... As in the football, football arena, I feel like you got some prima donnas out there. So oh, I don't, There's always a few. The, always qu- a few. the quarterback's checking in after, at <laughs> 6.30 after he was out all night. <laughs> no, the punishment was not fun. So yeah. you were always there. You were very, you know. But that's interesting because we've talked about this, Kev, is that I've met some athletes post-college that actually lack so much discipline and like control of their life because they were so used to having that given to them by their coaches and staff. So mm-hmm. the fact that you brought that like – post-college is very very good yeah yeah i don't know there's something with football i feel like there's a a lot more of a physical element there and the the strength training and fitness uh, aspect of that probably i would imagine instills a lot of discipline in in you yeah from from the start yeah i think i'm very structured too i like that schedule i like knowing what i'm doing when and i get stuff done early it's my quiet time so in thinking back to what you were saying in high school you would go to practice and then you would go home you would slam some food maybe getting some teen some protein and then head back to the gym that's not a lot of kids in high school i feel like a lot of kids in high school are more along the lines of like i kind of want to do what i want to do i want to hang out i don't want to really that seems like a very mature thing to be doing at such a young age where do you think that came from um that's a that's another good question i think it came from just motivation, like a deep motivation to be better. Like I wanted to be the best football player in the high school and then play at the next level. So in order to do that, you just got to put in the work, you know. And I think my group of friends were, I mean, I'm still in, I'm in touch with them today. We had yeah. that every other other week, you know. And they have that same mindset, so. But, I, dude, that just, that's weird. Like my friends weren't like that. I'm, yeah, I'm, no, definitely not. Different. Yeah. Like were your parents, like, ro- like talk to me about your childhood. Like were your parents, you know, pushing you to like just, I don't know, like th- – destroy at sports like what was your what was your childhood like and like any defining moments kind of getting up to ninth grade that like shaped you um i said a very uh normal quote unquote everybody has their own normal right but yeah right. normal childhood i mean my, my parents were both there my dad worked a ton what did he do so he oh geez he like he worked his way up to a vice president in aramark aramark resource so okay he was, i mean he was gone from five in the morning till eight at night you know, yeah. so he worked hard but i don't think that was what set that in me. I, you know, I don't know. I think it would just, it literally started with football and then it developed into me becoming, like, I just wanted to be the best. I wanted to be the strongest, fastest, you know what I mean? And that's what... Interesting. We've talked on this before and obviously Kevin and I don't have any, like, we have no basis to be talking about it because we don't have kids, but you do, bro. Like, imagine your kid gets cut from the team, but then you call the coach and are like, yo, put my kid on the team even though he blows. Like, Sorry, that's not the case. Like, and I think you probably learned that, dude. You get cut from a team, and it's like mm-hmm. football is your everything. All right, now I got to work my ass off to make this team. Like, it's when you just hand shit to people for no work. I think that's where things go wrong. So, I guess my rhetorical question was: If your son happened to get cut from like a sports team, you wouldn't be the person I'm guessing calling the coach. Dude, heck no, man. Yeah, bro, no, you'd be out there figure that stuff out, and you'd be helping him, bro. You'd be waking yeah. him up early, doing whatever he needs to make the team. Would you let him play football? That is a good question. I, I'll probably let him do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. But I will warn him about football. I, that, that would be nerve-wracking for me. Would yeah. you, Kev, let your son play football? Uh, 
wow, that's that's a decision that's way down the line that I haven't even thought about, dude. Now you don't have a kid coming out? No, no, not 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 right now. But uh, that, I mean, it's a great a great question, right? And you could say the same. Honestly, you could look at soccer, uh, and they've done a lot of research around heading the ball and micro trauma there, mm-hmm. and that being not great for your kid as, as well I, I can imagine so. heading a ball that's going 60 miles an hour isn't great for you yeah definitely <laughs> definitely not great yeah. um so is this is one question i'm fascinated with at least in terms for kevin and i i think our family upbringing obviously not the most uh what do you consistent traditional the, the traditional i, I guess say. and like consistent i feel like we lacked a little bit of foundation there what's like the biggest lesson maybe you had from either of your parents growing up is there anything like you remember a conversation um, or one time your dad told you this thing based on a huge life circumstance that you carry with you today. And maybe you want to instill in your kids. Yeah. I think one of the, well, I think there's two. Okay. Um, first one is definitely respect. I think my dad taught me that like right away. It was always one of our conversations, whenever I got in trouble, yeah. that's what always came up. Yeah. You know what I mean, it was respect with people I didn't know, respect with women, coaches, whatever it was. You always says, please, thank you. You know, address them, look them in the eyes. Just like general respect, which I think is huge, right? That's probably yeah. like the generation of man he was, I feel like. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those lessons aren't really taught these days, no. I feel. Absolutely not. Wild. Like holding the door or like, dude, it's crazy. Yeah, you're right. Go ahead. Yeah, there's a lot of, unfortunately, I feel like today people don't necessarily care about the random person next to them as much as it used to be. Like, 30 40 years ago yeah shout out to my pops for teaching me that because that's something like i'll hold the door for anyone like please thank you i'm always about that life mm-hmm. so that's interesting okay good one what's the second one so the second one is, is kind of what i observed so i don't know if they're if you know my dad would ever listen to this i don't know if he would does think he even know same. what a podcast fuck it is i think he does okay all right. <laughs> well dude maybe, i'll send it to him yeah, he, he throws dad under the bus i don't know i don't know uh, yeah. go ahead <laughs> but i think at growing up i never saw my parents communicate Okay. Well, right. So now what they did behind closed doors, different story, maybe, right. Yeah. But what I saw, it never really happened. Um, and then what happened, what happened was people would just bottle up their emotions. Right. Yeah. And I 100% took that from them into my marriage, which did not work out as a negative. So you're saying as a as negative. A negative. Got it. Right. Okay. Um, not a, yeah, not a positive. Um, and that was what, not that we struggled with it, but that was like majority of our arguments was me not opening up when I was mad or annoyed a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, something, I mean, that's difficult. I, I definitely have similar issues. So it's just it. like, you kind of just hold it in a little bit and you don't necessarily let it out. Whereas if you ask Alex, she's all about just opening up and communicating exactly. over communication, exactly. if anything. So yeah, that's been something you can Alex hear laughing out there. A little cackle. That's, that's something I've been working on because I inherently, I assume way too much, right? I assume people feel, understand the way I feel. Or is it more of an whatever. assumption thing for you guys, or you just think you're taught as guys that you shouldn't talk about stuff? Um, maybe a little bit of that, and maybe a little bit. Of I feel something. like for you, it's more like, dude, I don't like. I'm this macho guy. Like, I don't want to. I don't need to put my bullshit on other people. That's what I feel like it is for you. Yeah, I would say it's majority of it. Yeah. yeah. See, that's and we and one of our best friends came on this podcast and was talking about a lot of the. I don't. I, what would you call it for Rick? Like 
emotional issues, I, we can play through anything on this podcast. Yeah, we, 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 this is actually, <laughs> it's, bro, funny, it's funny. He, he this is a good sign this because good he's sign. gonna. This means he's gonna lay down, yeah. so, which is crazy. So, we have a so, dog. It's gonna take him like two minutes to try to dig through that couch and realize he can't get through it. So we can play through fire on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so one, so one of our friends came on this podcast. His name is Rick Claremont. Um, great episode. But what do you think it was for him that like made him realize it was better to open up than to bottle it up? Because I feel like a lot of guys really resonated with that podcast. Um, I, I, you know what? I don't know. He, I believe he spoke. Did he speak with a, he had a therapist? Somebody before he yeah. opened up with his dad. Yeah. Because I feel like he he was kind of coached through that moment to open up with it to his dad. And when you open up to somebody, they obviously are going to be there for you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you look at like father figure or, or male, like the stereotypical male, you're not really supposed to feel a lot of emotion, right? That's the, that's the typical thing. Yeah. I wear my dads heart on my sleeve. Really, dads I wear don't my heart cry, on. that kind of stuff. And I feel like I'm the opposite in terms of like a male figure in that sense like i wear my heart on my sleeve a lot like so if i'm pissed off at someone like i'm going to fucking tell you like a, just a general example was yesterday went to dinner with my dad and um it's a small tangent but i think it's a way that shows like i'll just communicate how i'm fucking feeling it's like we just had a crazy ass day like five hour training session we had a podcast i've been up since four and he's like hitting me with like times etas for a vacation next week and i was like dad you're gonna make me fucking explode like can we just chill the fuck out and talk about like i don't know girls or something like let's just like and i think other people might have just like let it boil up and get pissed off like that's just not me i'll just communicate how i'm doing i don't know why that is though yeah. i feel like that's different than that's a good thing though it is i think it is a good thing but sometimes i can you know be off the rip and be like talk to someone and be like yo dude you're being a fucking dick right now and that, that person's like oh wow not always the most receptive way right. of communicating <laughs> right, right, right. i might i might handle it a little bit too harshly so how do you work on that in your marriage is it just something you guys consciously talk about i mean it'd be as open or yeah man, close as you want to be about it yeah um I mean, I think it's my wife. I think it's Morgan. I yeah. think it's 100%. You know, she has totally kind of like instilled that. And it's just something that has to happen for us to make it kind of work. And I'm definitely, I'm way better at it. Yeah. 100%. But I'm definitely not perfect. You know what I mean? And she'll know. She'll call me out right away. That's good. So yeah. do, I mean, again, I am not married. I don't have kids, but I did want to get here anyway. So let's just fucking go this route. What like made you knew it was time to marry this girl? Dude, so we started dating when I was a sophomore in high school. She was a junior. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So you were great. You were dating up, bro. The, oh, yeah, look man. at him. He's a football player. In high school, player. that's yes. a big deal. Yeah, because he's lifted after school. He's on the football team. <laughs> the kid's team. a stud. Yeah, he's so got it all going. Go. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Sorry. Um, so that was, that was that. And we just kind of dated, uh, you know, it would have been my junior, senior year. And then I guess what really said it was when she went down to Virginia for school for okay. the first year while I was still in high school. Yeah. We stayed together that entire time. Yeah. And then she ended up transferring to Temple when I went to Temple. So right. So once that happened, it was like... So did like you, nothing is going to 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 shake you guys. Yeah, so did you yeah. propose in college? No. Uh, you know what? I should probably know this. I don't think I did though. You? I think I did actually. That's that's my. That's point. crazy. So it would have been my. Well, did you redshirt or did you? How many years of school did you go through? So I went to three. So I graduated a year early. So <laughs> I stopped playing football. <laughs> Holy shit! Damn! You just graduated a year early. <laughs> this kid's a dude. He's a specimen. <laughs> Holy yeah, crap! Yeah. Yeah, save the money. Save the money. Save the money. Hey, why not? <laughs> so, we'll say it was, dude. Still, even at my age, so I would be, you know, older than you were at the time you proposed. Hypothetically, I could not imagine 
proposing to a girl right now. Like I again, I you dated her for what seven years? Is that right? Is that probably yeah, the right time? Did, yeah. Like, is was there any t- moment you were like, dude, yeah, this girl's like my, this is the girl I'm gonna be with for the rest of my life. I mean, I think you could say, I would, I would say, once we made it through that year, when yeah. I was in senior year of high school, and then she long was distance in, is really hard. It was hard, man. Yeah, we, I think I went down once a month. My, I drove down. My dad would come sometimes. He would do work in a hotel, and we would just go hang out at their university. And you know, I think that once that happened, I was like, there's nothing that's gonna. That's like, how amazing, can we not man. make it through other stuff when we made it through that? Yeah, yeah. You know? That's so, got. It's one of the most difficult things to do is is be in a relationship with somebody who's, I mean, Virginia. That's six hours away. Yeah. You know, I don't know exactly where. Interesting. Uh, geography. All right. So then, so then, when do you have this kid? How old are you when you have your kid? Uh, it would have been almost three years ago. So this kid, like your son has a name, right? Cohen. Yep. Cohen. Oh, you're right. Sorry. See, dude, I'm like very, I'm very. When did you have this kid? When did you have that thing? <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. So I'm like, I'm 25. I'm young. I'm immature. It is what it is. No, I love it. But um, all right. So can, I want to get into. I I literally have it. Final thing I'd love to talk about is being a father again. It's not something I anticipate in the near future, but I'm fascinated to learn about it. I think the reason being is. No disrespect to my dad. I just candidly don't think he's like a father figure I aspire to be in any in a lot of ways, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So like I'm fascinated. What what did you at any point say, okay, I'm ready for this? Like was because I feel like I would be shitting my pants, dude. Yeah. Like if I had a kid. Yeah, I don't think you're ever ready okay. for it. I think you can like say you are. Yeah. But until like that baby comes out and you're in the hospital and you're like, Well, I gotta take care of this human. It's, How motivating is that, though? It's wild. It's insane. It's the craziest thing in the entire world. I what, what changed for you once your son was born? Uh, you don't be. You're not selfish anymore. I mean, everything you do revolves around him, 100. percent Yeah. So, like, you starting again? We'll get into the business because we still got to get the business, and we still got to get back into like your your athletic mm-hmm. endeavor. But, um, dude, like, I can't even imagine. Like, is that what motivates you to, like, be successful in business and everything you do? Like him? Oh, yeah. Every, yeah, everything I do. I think I actually posted the other day about him, and we went to this vacation, this lake house. And yeah. He, your post that was, like, he was watching fireworks yeah. or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I it was, like, that. the first time he saw fireworks, we saw, like, baby ducks. Yeah. It sounds so stupid, but he fed these baby ducks and just had a blast. Yeah. Like, he loved it. He was on a boat, you know, went tubing, like, all this stuff. And so, to see him experience that stuff for the first time, it's, like, that's, like, why I do everything. 100% is for him. I love that, dude. Yeah, I mean, your, inst- your Instagrams, bro, are really nice. Like, they're short, sweet, and to the point, but I feel like that's who kind of you are. Like, you say a lot with few words, but I do appreciate your Instagram post. Yeah, I remember. I actually, if you ask Alex, I, I showed Alex your Instagram post, and I was like, holy crap, he loves his kids so much. Yeah. I've never seen, I, I feel Seriously. like awesome. I didn't experience that as a child, like that kind of relationship with with my father kind of similar to you like yeah he's non-traditional so it's so cool to see somebody so consciously like doing ever like revolving your life ar- around uh everything you do for your son mm-hmm. which is so cool That's biggest cool. lessons so far for you it's only you're only three years into this thing but as a parent yeah i mean just give me one or two man i'm sure there's a list but i'm gonna biggest try and, lessons yeah Oh gosh, we could but, be here. We could be here all day. I, dude, I'm here, man. I'm here all day for this. But yeah. like on the real, I, this is something I'm fascinated to learn about. Again, I'm not there in any way, and I hope to not be there. Yeah. Fingers crossed, mom. If you're listening to this, uh, 
<laughs> oh boy. All right, but seriously, give give me one or two, one or two. I know we could get go on a so biggest lessons I would say is you learn how to be patient very very quickly. And I'm definitely still not the best at it. I mean, there's there's times where like like yesterday I was I was I was slept in one day. That was my goal. Yeah, it was yesterday. I'm up at five with this kid. He's throwing, he's running around throwing cars at me. Yeah. Like the last thing I want to do right now is play Fucking cars. Fucking stub your toe. You know. Yeah. yeah. And so so it's just like patience. It was one thing. And then uh, what's another lesson? I mean, I would just say like kind of that unconditional love you have for them is is just so real. Once it happens, I don't know if that what makes is sense. unconditional. Well, yeah. Can you uh, unpack unconditional? I'm not sure I've felt unconditional love for someone or something yet. Maybe. Dude, he could. He could burn down our entire house and blow up our car. Like, he could do everything, and I would still love him the mm. same. You know what I mean? So there's nothing that, like, he could do wrong, in my opinion, that would even change, remotely change that. And I would wholeheartedly agree. I Like I said, I don't even think I've ever felt that. I mean, you probably have with your girl, but other than that, I mean, I want to kill Reese, and I'm sure you want to kill Reese sometimes, so that would be the closest thing to a kid, and I doubt you have unconditional love for Reese. Oh, well, <laughs> unconditionally. <laughs> you see me walking down the street, I was kind of like, eh, you know, he's gone, he's gone, you yeah, know? Yeah, we almost <laughs> no. lost Reese to no, start I'm the podcast, kidding. and we, we were, Kevin and I were low-key just fist bumping across, <laughs> across the road. <laughs> Yeah. Now, the only thing, uh, the only people I felt that for, people uh, in my cl- like very close family. So like all my sisters yeah. and my my mom, uh, maybe maybe Reese sometimes, and then Alex as well. Like, Interesting. But I, I think it's a little bit of a different level when it's That's what your I'm child. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's a different. It's a different. Not necessarily a different love. It's just a different intensity. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. What? So parenting is a very interesting topic especially for us because we saw our parents maybe not do the best job at uh handling a lot of different things so do you consciously have conversations with your wife about how you want to raise your your son and how you want to handle different things and then a a question after that do you both have differing views on certain things oh that would be interesting yeah Yeah, that is that is very interesting we do have conversations about it it's almost more of like as it comes up we talk about it you can't just like sit down and just plan out everything yeah and you just don't know what's gonna happen (laughs) if a happens do b yeah (laughs) so i think the 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 main one which is a fun one is is spanking really like if uh because i was i was yeah so was she but she is totally against that okay and um that's society too at this point yeah yeah, it's a huge argument right so um i think i am definitely it i think you have to view it as this is going to sound kind of bad but think of a dog right right if you yell at a dog some dogs will just go hide under a couch yeah if you make a loud noise whatever that is they'll they'll run away yeah um some dogs if you do that they'll come after you yeah you know what i mean so it just depends on how the dog or the kid responds yeah and so that's what we decided how does he respond with other things before we go to that Route. And right now we put him in timeout and he responds well. Really? You know, so I've not spanked him once. Um, I've been pretty close. Yeah. Right. But I have not, I have not yet. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I personally, again, I don't have a kid, but this is what I'm just speaking to based on what I hear from society right now is I would tend to want to be the harsher parent and let me be the one that's harsh on my kid rather than society mm-hmm. bulldoze my son or daughter mm-hmm. as they get older, right? And this is a big thing that I think Jordan Peterson speaks to pretty well is like, I'd rather me be the one doing the discipline. Again, I'm not like saying I'm going to smack my kid, yeah, but like, I'd rather me be the one that is 
articulating and like refining the the treatment of my kid than society bulldozing them. You know, like that that's the preference I would have on that. Yeah, and the big thing that you're saying here is 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 the lesson getting across, right? Regardless, yeah. that's the most important yeah. part. There is are they understanding maybe. <laughs> what they did wrong and that they mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing that and yeah. are they learning from that lesson and if that's the case the methods i mean it, it it's up to you right it just depends yeah. it just depends on what works yeah. and what you're comfortable with that's yeah i mean i, I don't i wasn't spanked i don't think as a kid maybe i don't know <laughs> i definitely was were you i definitely yeah, deserved yeah. it though 100%. i mean dude society's getting soft man like it, people i don't understand what like that i don't know this i actually got an interesting story so what? My sister, she so she was the first, and I came a year after her. So there was always this like I took her attention kind of thing, and so she would like come up and just smack me as a kid, just smack me, just wild me. Really? And I couldn't really do anything because she was bigger than me. So I would bite her in the back, <laughs> like I would bite her in the back. And so my parents, the last time I bit her in the back, they put hot sauce on my tongue. Really? And yeah, I mean, I, now I I can barely handle spice now. Maybe it's because of that. Maybe I'm making <laughs> a connection be. here, but That's it. But yeah, they put hot sauce on my tongue and I never did it again, honestly. And I don't necessarily think that was torturous or abusive whatsoever. I definitely got the I got you the got point. the message. Yeah, I got the message. All right, so. so we got into the we got into the parenting thing earlier than I wanted. Can we transition back to I want to go athletic endeavor. So you're at Temple. Um, you play for three years. Were you starting? Were you playing? Like what was? So you get there as a freshman. What? Like, tell me what happens. You get moved to fullback. What's that story like? Yeah. So I was redshirted the first year. I only played about. A Is year that common? Back. Like redshirting? Yeah. You got to be very. Uh, you have to, to be a freak. You yeah. I mean, I mean, you're you're, like, you're a physical specimen, but no, nah, dude. These guys the, like. To be like the NFL, like if you see the people that go into the NFL, it's, it's like it's insane. It's like, like the top one yeah. percent of the one percent of genetic just freaks. And we were saying there. this earlier um, when we were running. We were saying it's so interesting, like freshman to sophomore year, if you're playing a high school sport, the difference in like maturity of your muscle and how sh- much stronger and faster you are is. Mm-hmm bonkers and it's like kind of same in college too like you evolve so quickly when you're young it's even more insane yeah because you're going in there at 18 you're playing against guys who are 23 yeah you're right you know? you're right. like full-grown <laughs> men yeah full-grown men yeah. you could yeah. like legit get hurt out there it's wild it's yeah wild. Gosh, but all right you so, could legit get hurt yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man i just hurt myself jumping over a fence so yeah. imagine, yeah. imagine yeah. on the football an field. inanimate object yeah. not like a 200 pound man running after you <laughs> like a light like too. a freight train yeah um, all right so you you red shirt um okay so and then walk me through it from there so then I, I stopped playing. I, th- I want to say, I, I honestly don't even remember. It was either after my redshirt year or I made it through that yeah. spring ball. Yeah. Uh, or the, uh, you know what? It was after my, it was a year. So I only played a year. Okay. Right? And I just, re- I was like, I was done. So I never, I never actually started or played like that. Right. So mm-hmm. I was just redshirted and I realized that I wasn't like to make it to that next level. Realistically, you know, being six foot. Yeah. White guy. Is that short? Dude. Yeah. Really? Oh my yeah. god! You're I'm six telling feet? you, man. I, dude, I, I feel like you're taller in. than that. No, no I'm, I'm like on, barely man. six foot. Now you're making me shorter. I'm like, <laughs> so, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'm six two. I'll make up. I'll give you guys uh, each an inch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that was the dream for you, right? Yeah, that was definitely the dream until it was kind of like, eh, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's definitely Wait not. Up. We'll pause. So we're gonna transition back into his story, but I just asked him if he knew 
a kid that went to high school with me and played football at Temple, and he did. And this kid was like the most athletic kid by a mile in our school. Like was Duncan, the fastest kid on the football field, like all star. And he didn't even make it. Like that's how the level of yeah athlete you need to be to play collegiately and even yeah. make it to the next level. But go ahead. So I don't know where we were, but you stopped playing after your freshman year is what you were saying? Yep, so stopped playing. So I was probably like 250, 250 pounds, 245 pounds. <laughs> I was big. I was like a thick, like a football thick. It wasn't like a good 250. You weren't a good 250. No, you need that max. extra weight. There's though. a lot of fourth meal and low main yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> but uh, So then after that, I lost probably about 40 pounds. I was down to like 205, 200. Yeah. Um, pretty shredded and got into powerlifting. Okay. And so that's when that kind of started taking off. And, you know, I would work out for two, three hours a day. Who got you into powerlifting? That's like there not was a, a normal sport either. Yeah. So there was just a club there. And so, I, I mean, I always went to the gym, right? I was yeah. always working out. So then I, already, I had a solid foundation. I was definitely the strongest freshman that came in. Oh, really? Temple. Um, I was arguably almost one of the strongest people on the team as a freshman, right? So as a freshman, what were your comp, like your major lift numbers? So as a freshman, I was probably doing, again, I, I weighed probably like 240. Um, clean, hang clean. We did a lot of hang cleans. I was doing like 285-ish for reps. Relatively easy. Okay. Um, squat was probably mid fours. Back or front? Back. I was gonna say if you're front squatting mid force. No, 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 no. So Jesus, no, no. bro. Um, okay, back. No, mid force. Mid force for reps, which wasn't like, like the powerlifting numbers blow that out of the yeah, water, right? This right. was football the, stuff, yeah. right? Bench, I was probably 375-ish. I mean, we didn't really. I mean, dude, you're 18 years old and you're yeah, putting up 18, those numbers. That's yeah. fucking nuts. Okay, <laughs> so then you, okay, you're just an absolute dude. And what was your workout program in high school? Like, it wasn't you, correct. It was just <laughs> it was, a lot of lifting. It was yeah. just a lot of bro, a lot of lifting, bro, a lot like, of pre-workout yeah, protein. So maybe Bam. this is crazy, and I know we're going off tangent here, but I'm just fascinated. Like, is, do you think there's some genetic gift this kid has? Because, dude, I couldn't even fathom lifting 225 when I was 16 years old. I, I would definitely say there's some genetic okay, gift I just want to there, be clear. but to start, it seems like you consciously made an effort very early, and the obviously the years, if you start Early. Four, three, four years earlier than yeah. most kids, mm-hmm. then you already have that. In addition to the fact that you're young, you're still growing, you're like a weed. So if you're, your recovery is just so much better. Mm-hmm. Everything's just better when you you're younger, You started lifting right? when you were 15, 16? How old? Whatever ninth grade is. Ninth yeah, grade? Yeah, so are. that'd be like 14, 15 years old. I'm saying I started lifting when I was 15, bro. <laughs> I don't look like him. Not even close. Well, yeah, you would say you weren't on the football team though. What know, were you? What were you doing? Like saying, soccer I'm lifts? Just a little sad yeah, about how much bigger he is than me. All right, you were doing ahead. some calf raises. Or yeah, something? I was. I was doing. You were abs. probably doing some butt kickbacks. I was doing Did eight see, minutes. See that trunk you got back there, bro? I was doing there, eight bro. minute abs. Bro. I was doing eight minute abs. <laughs> eight minute abs. All in one of them's abs. All right, go ahead. Sorry, I'm fucking derailing this podcast. Go ahead. So then got into powerlifting. Yep. And then the training kind of came somewhat structured. Uh, and I would just eat a ton, but it was all healthy. Yeah. Like the cleanest I've ever probably eaten was at that time period. So I was gaining weight and strength. Yeah. But it was it was clean. So then I ended up weighing two thirty. Um, still had a six pack. Was still like pretty pretty solid. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> with a six pack. Out of here. Man, Jesus. that's hilarious. He just drops that at thirty with a six pack. Just to, just so you can visualize it. That's yeah. awesome. But then. Um, <laughs> 
I've seen Colin. <laughs> you, you were two thirty. <laughs> I looked like an Oompa Loompa, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Sorry. But it took a lot. I mean, it took a lot. Like I was. That's what I did. I, you know, in your college, you have all this free time. People go out and party. Yeah. Not that I didn't do that, but majority of my. I mean, I spent two hours a day probably working out. You're focused hard, on it. You know. I love that. Um. And then I got. Then I started doing competitions. I went to like this American Open in Florida. I got yeah. invited to the Arnold Classic. All this stuff and. I set a couple records. I mean, it was it was like a passion of mine. It's Do you hear cool. this kid right you now? Set a couple records. So what records did you set? That's it. You're. It's so funny because you're so humble. Yes, you're like, that's I, just, I, this is I like know, the hardest like thing about me. it. It's the hardest thing for me. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I we have the same issue, but no, we don't, dude. We we're <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, being like. <laughs> Avoiding, avoiding like compliments and stuff like that. It's oh, like I'm I, not saying. <laughs> yeah, I set a couple records in powerlifting like, in between my dude, swim I've meets. Never, yeah. I've never set a record in anything yeah. in my life. Yeah. But all right, so you're setting records. What records are you setting? Jesus, so I set fuck, the man. junior American dead, junior American open deadlift or something um, for well, deadlift at six eighty nine. Six. How old were you then? So like 23, 23. 23 or something. And. Maybe th- this is an interesting topic. So, did you ever think that you were going to go powerlifting like as a career? No, no. There's nothing in. I mean, there's no. There's no money, really. I mean, you you know, obviously, you can you can make money by owning your own gym, but to like be a powerlifter, there's yeah. a lot of different to leagues to too. Yeah. Well, and, so this is another thing I want to get into. Yeah. Is there was a huge stigma? Like, I got to a certain point where, like, naturally, your yeah. body can only go so far, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? Um, and I was, you know, again, I was squatting six twenty. Like with just a belt, yeah. no like suits or anything like that, right? Deadlift was almost seven, uh, bench was like four ten. Yeah. Right? So this is all at two twenty, two thirty. And it's all it in no all special, natural, no gear. The anything. only thing I had on was a, a weightlifting belt and like those knee sleeves, knee not the wraps, <laughs> right? So it's called raw, like yeah. all, all raw yeah. or natural, right? And then the next step to go up, you gotta start taking stuff. Yeah, you do. Right. Which I mean it's absolutely ludicrous that you got there naturally in the first and place. And this is what That's I think crazy. people don't get though, bro. I this is what I think people don't get is that even if someone took steroids, like some people wouldn't be able to fucking hit the numbers that this kid hit. You yeah. know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean I don't I, even if I took steroids for the next five years, I don't think I could <laughs> no, dude. Yeah, you put me on steroids in a professional program. I still across the fucking state. Yeah, that's all. That's but I awesome. think people do just in general about steroids have the stigma where it's like, oh, this person is absolutely diced and is so in shape because I they took steroids. No, they would still look way better than you off steroids. They just want that additional enhancement. Yeah. So sorry, I got so you hit that. You hit that point where you would have to start maybe taking some kind of exogenous substance yeah. to, to improve. And so what did you do at that point? So I stopped. Okay. I, uh, I ended up getting hurt. I, so I tore my quad. Um, just squatting? Tore, just squatting, yeah. Jesus. But again, I wasn't like – I wasn't like what I know now, yeah. I would do totally different. So I was definitely overtraining. I was going heavy too often. Like I thought in my mind I wasn't, right? Yeah. But I definitely wasn't. That, that's what led to that um, – but then in order to recover, you know, these guys that I was competing with and, and you know, going back and forth with for the first spot, they just started taking off. Yeah. And obviously, so once you switch leagues, yeah, you know that they're taking stuff. Yeah. Right? That's And that's the pain. That's why I Yeah, there's so many it. different weird subcategories yeah, within yeah, powerlifting, yeah. too. It's like you, you have the suits as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's different categories of that. And it's hard to keep up is with. Is the only but, way to do it professionally or, like, is the – let me try and position this. Is, like, the – 
optimal level like competing in the Olympics for powerlifting? Is that like the so that would be top Olympic spot? lifting? I don't think they have not, powerlifting in the it's Olympics. Not an Olympic sport. Okay, that's but not they Olympic. have okay. yeah. interesting. But they have like the Arnold Class, like all these other big fitness expos. Yeah, like all those guys. Don't quote me on this. I'm, I'm hopefully some of them are not. Right? We we go big generalization on this podcast. Yeah. Like most of the things we throw out are generalizations. I would yeah, I would say your generalization is probably. Correct. That's their taking. So go for it. These guys are these guys are pulling eight hundred plus pounds, bro. Like two hundred or one eighty five pound body weight. Yeah, that's not real. Yeah, I mean that's that's insane. Now, granted, they they work hard for it, right? One hundred ten percent, but they're taking stuff, right? And I think people have to realize that, like in general, with the fitness industry, that's kind of the shit that happens. Like most people you see on Instagram, and again, I'm throwing around generalizations, but a lot of these people that are fitness esque, like dude, you got to realize they make more money the better they look. Like they're probably taking something. So like. When you're comparing yourself to that person with their shirt off and they look absolutely diced at your body weight where you look like, you know, a snail, like, dude, they're probably taking something. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I would say that powerlifting is probably a, at a similar point as CrossFit. CrossFit might be a little bit further ahead, like, as a professional sport, but most of those guys are making all their money off of sponsorships and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Like, from supplement companies. But CrossFit, I would say, is pretty clean in terms of. Relative, don't you think? Uh, maybe relative. I would say relative. I would say that the top athletes there, I would assume like maybe the top three or four, I think, are probably not taking shit. But yeah. I think it's pretty ravenous throughout CrossFit. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, they, their drug testing protocol is absolute dog shit. Very loose. So I would, I would imagine, just like you said with Instagram and it's money, the fitness in, in uh, industry, that this is their livelihood, right? Yeah. So if they don't perform, they don't get paid. So there's an incentive to cheat just like any other sport that involves. Dude, I cheated in high school. Millions of dollars on the line, of course. <laughs> Honestly. You know? Yeah, you I cheated agree. in high school with like... Well, That's... it's a little different, I think, when you put shit in your body. That's like... Really? I mean, yeah. maybe people don't see it that way, but I think that's... You stopped because you're... I was you like a you were scared. Yeah, yeah. I, I I wouldn't take drugs. I don't think right now. No, I wouldn't probably. Yeah, it's just it's a whole nother realm, and you're. It's not like your doctor's helping you. That's right? a great. It's, point. it's more or less like these other guys yeah. that are also doing it that have no credentials whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah. Just take 500 mgs, stick it in your ass. You're good, man. <laughs> yeah, you're we're good to wild, go. Man. We're good to go. That's wild. But so did you did you like actually remember conversations where people were like, and in order to get the next level, you're. You're gonna need to start doing oh, yeah. some shit. There's okay. always those conversations, and, and you was, weren't uh, tempted at all. Oh, it was 100 percent tempted. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, yeah. The way tempted. you articulated, I at least to me, it sounded like, dude, not a shot. I knew immediately that I wasn't gonna take steroids to, to do it. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I was more scared of what could potentially happen if I took it. Like, why am I taking? Like you said, I'm not getting paid millions of dollars. That's a great point. Yeah. Right. So if I was going to the NFL or whatever, and and my contract was 30 million, okay, you know, I might. Maybe might you get some sauce. Whatever I got thirty, do. bro. Yeah. Are you kidding? You know. So and the other thing I saw, I saw a video of this of this big time powerlifter who just came off of uh, like a ten year hiatus of taking steroids, and he was only twenty five. Yeah. And so he's on. I think he's like thirty something now, maybe forty. He's gonna be on test the rest of his life. Totally. Was that Larry his... Wheels or something? Oh no, um, Pete Rubish. Have you ever? Okay. Seen? Uh, yeah, you gotta yeah. watch this. He's totally open about it. He's got YouTube yeah. videos. Yeah, you know, go to Pete Rubish, and he explains what he's. I think he's might be clean now, totally. But it's been oh, years yeah. and years of hormone replacements and just ruined. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tough, man. His it's, endocrine system's probably just oh, jacked crazy. up. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So then you, you kind of say, all right, I'm not going down the powerlifting route. Is that where you make the jump to 
BJJ, like, okay, so how do you get in there? How does that kind of come in? Because you do, I mean, there's so many different paths for you, bro. But how do you get into that? Yeah, so that transitioned. I, I, you know, I still love lifting and I still did the hit training, which yeah. was, you know, at the time I didn't, I knew of CrossFit, but I wasn't like into, into CrossFit really. Um, and then in grad school, it transitioned into my brother-in-law was doing jujitsu. We went on vacation one year and he showed me some stuff and I went back and you guys were just gym. wrestling in the it was not. Room. He choked me out like 12 times. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say he probably mangled you and you're like, oh he my crushed gosh, me. I, was I, mad. Can't, I can't have this happen yeah, to me. No way. <laughs> He's getting like pissed off. They're making pancakes in the other room. <laughs> He's like, no, choke me the fuck out. <laughs> 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 choke me out right here. Oh. <laughs> so... You've been doing it for what now? Five, six years? Be five years, so like five and a half years, yeah. And is that the typical, like, because we have another person we know, obviously, that goes to the gym with you, and he articulates to us that you're very, very good. Is that how long you think it typically takes people to get good at jujitsu, or is it no. 10 years? Yeah, usually you'll get your black belt in, a general rule of thumb is your black belt in 10 years. If you train probably, I want to say at least like two to three times a week. For 10 years? For 10 years. And the average, depending on what you're doing, right? So you are. It's different. So um, you're good. Like, be a little bit cocky. You're good because you just got your brown belt, which is one before the black, and you're five years in. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say I'm, I'm definitely, you know, above average or good, but I don't think there, you know, there's always levels to. I'm not a world yeah, champion, but right? So okay, so you're solid. Um, and are you a coach there too? I am. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. dude. How do you do all this shit, man? Oh my god. I get up at two thirty. Two thirty. All right. We'll get into schedules in a second. <laughs> yeah, right. we're gonna have to lift the, list out your schedule at some after point. after show. Okay, yeah. so you're do, doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and at the same time, you're taking you're in your master's program in what? So it's a doctorate program for chiropractic. Yeah. Chiropractic. Yeah. Okay. So do I call you doctor? You can if you want to. Doctor, I'm calling him doctor. <laughs> Yo, doc. Doc. <laughs> Give the okay. doctor some room to operate, bro. So, and how old are you after you finish your doctorate program? Uh, would have been 26. Okay. So, is that when you open up your business? Like, get, get let's go to the business side of things now because I'm trying to, like, follow yeah. these paths. So, when are you getting into business and kind of opening up your own thing um, with Performance Center? Yeah. So, it started – so, I actually took a job right out of school, which I'm still with, um, at Tri-County Chiropractic and Rehab. Okay. Which All is right. Pottstown. We got – uh, Phoenixville and then Exton. So we have three locations. It's an awesome practice. So I'm still there. Probably there like 25, 28 hours a week or so. Okay. Right. So that's where it started. Are you just doing like, like just treating patients? Treating patients. All right. Normal right. chiropractic stuff. Yep. Got it. And then so the cool thing with that is I actually got offered the opportunity to partner okay. to buy into that. Which oh, that's is awesome. Huge, right. So that's like within the works and everything. I mean, yep. they're, they're awesome, awesome people over there. But so then that was three years ago. My wife and I started a floral company. So she does flowers. I probably guys didn't know. I had no, no fucking idea no. Morgan did that. Yeah. So she does flowers for weddings, right? And so she's like the whole design aspect of it. And um, I'm behind the scenes making arches and traveling and doing all that stuff. Oh, that's is, cool. Yeah, it is cool. I mean, they she had 40-something weddings last year during COVID. I mean, you wild. guys are both like entrepreneurs. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm guessing that's why it works maybe. Yeah, so we fell into that. I mean, she crushes it, you know, and it's, and it's fun. Like, it's something we can do together, even though it can be stressful sometimes, obviously. Right. Um, and then I would say, so this January is when we started the Performance Center at Elite Edge. Okay. Um, and this is, like, my passion. Like, I always wanted to be a strength coach, you know, own a gym, be a part of a gym, that type of thing. And now I get to do that before I'm 30. And how did you fall into Performance Center? Because correct me if I'm wrong, 
this is like more and it's what's the actual name performance center so it's actually called elite edge elite edge called elite edge yep oh your title is performance center director got it my bad elite edge so that is for like athletes is kind of the the niche you guys focus on is that correct yeah so it's it's actually a ten thousand square foot spot half of it is a mini ice hockey rink okay so it's it's like a hockey company almost okay and then the other half has the gym performance center which is you know obviously we have hockey players right but we had any any athlete or client can come through there. Interesting. And we have physical therapy. How did you get stuff. connected to that opportunity? Yeah, dude. So this this guy Larry is one of the owners, and I went to I played football with him in high school. So we were like boys in high school. Yeah. And so we always stayed in touch. And um, if you would have asked me in high school, I would have been in business with Larry. There's no. I would have been like, "What are you talking about? Like, he plays hockey. I play yeah. football. There's no way we're doing that." Right. And then what? Eleven years later, we meet up. And you never know where an opportunity is going to come wild, from. Man. That's so crazy. True. Very true. So, and I guess this is an interesting concept. But uh, how do you balance your time between these three th- three endeavors? Yeah. Um, again, so Tri County, I would say, is about 25, 28 hours um, at the gym. I, I manage everything, so yeah. I technically am not like physically there training people. So we have an awesome strength coach, Bob, and then our PT, Chrissy. Um, you know, they're both phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, without without them, my job would be way harder. So you're not really a technician per se at the at Elite Edge. You're more of like the managerial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not actually yeah. doing, like behind it. the scenes type stuff. Yeah. I do a lot. Of, I do. I do all like the programming. The concepts, the business model, the gym equipment, like lay the floor lay. I mean everything. Where so again? Where are you learning this shit? Are you reading books? Like what the fuck? How do you? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely read. You know, you do your research. But I think growing up, like I mean, that was ten years. Yeah. Ten years I've been involved with gyms. What I like, what I don't like, programs that I like. There's no right or wrong answer with that stuff, right? That's a great point. Um, it's and just a matter of what works and what. <clears throat> so this is something we get into pretty frequently. You don't have. But I, wow, I was just about to say the dumbest thing I've ever said on this podcast. The There's dumbest. No way. There's no way it was worse than what I said the other day. <laughs> what, My you, thirty minute rant. That no, that was no dumb. Yeah, we deleted. Yeah. We deleted yeah, that. We deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say you don't have any certifications, but that's dumb. You don't have any lifting certifications, right? No, so I did have my. Actually, I'm in the process of doing the CSCS. Okay. That. So I had that and let it expire. Got it. Now I got to do it again. But oh, I would so say if I was going to someone to have them train me, like I'd want someone that spent their life in the gym for the last decade, then someone who spent a year and got their NASM BC certification. I see it all the time. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Experience is yeah. invaluable. Like, invaluable in that in that space yeah. right um okay so where like dude this how do you guys do all this you're 30 years old all right so let's get into your schedule then because i'm interested in this like how do you plan out your day or how do you like plan out your weeks and then we'll go on your days yeah so i usually go probably day by day or every couple of days i you know i jot down stuff that i have to get done right? yeah um monday wednesday and friday are typically the longest days uh, i'll usually be up at 2 2 30 yeah. Uh, I go right to the gym. I spend, um, what, let's say, till like 5.30. I'll either do stuff for the gym. Um, I'll spend like 30 minutes on myself, right? Or I'll work out, yeah. right? And then I usually go teach jujitsu um, or train. 5.30 to about 7, come home, shower, off to work by 8. So I, I, this is that's some, just the morning. That's I know that's just the morning. But let me ask you before you let's continue with the morning, how, are you, like, how much are you sleeping? Because this is one thing that I – Kevin has actually changed my life with this. So shout out Kev for holding me accountable. But bro, when I first started in the workforce, I was sleeping like three hours. I was like, fuck it, dude. Sleep's for the week. Sleep is for the broke. And honestly, I was performing so suboptimally mm-hmm. now that I realize and look back. 
But like, how many hours do you sleep typically? Yeah, so we probably put our son down around eight thirty. He's usually out by nine ish. Yeah, right. Um, I usually hang out for maybe like till nine thirty at yeah. the latest ten. I'm in bed. Uh, I'm out out by ten. Dude, that's five hours of sleep. That's ridiculous. I couldn't right. function on that. So so that's not every day. Like I don't want to make it seem like. But if you just run it, it's it's a lot of the time. But it's not every day. Okay, it's probably every day. It's almost every day. Yeah, it's probably Dude, almost every day. So that's I, that's that's absurd. So, so do you feel that throughout your days? Are you ever tired, or do you feel perfectly fine throughout like throughout everything? I would say it hits me Thursday night and then Friday afternoon. I okay. get pretty tired. Yeah, pretty Friday tired. afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't think it like I don't think it affects anything. I feel like. I feel like first off, Morgan would be honest if it affected our relationship, yeah, or Cohen, right? Which I don't think it does. I actually spent a ton of time with him. I That's what like. I was going to ask you. That's um, great. Yeah, and I get a three-hour lunch break, right? So I just I'm not like at work from nine to five. You're not napping during the day either, I would imagine. I definitely take naps, but it's not an everyday thing. Okay, and okay. it's those like little power, power, power. Ten. He minutes. falls asleep in the truck for five minutes. <laughs> right? Is that right? <laughs> no, no, no. 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 <laughs> it's more comfortable than that. Uh, dude, I used to do that. When I was sleeping like four hours, I couldn't make it home on the drive. I was too exhausted at like seven o'clock. So I'd pull off on the highway, throw the chair oh, wow. back, bro, and sleep. I told you that shit. Yeah. So that's when I was like, yeah, maybe I need to adjust some things. <laughs> Move some things around. Yeah, I'm like a nightmare if I don't get like my six, seven hours of sleep Yeah. that I uh, – I've just found that I need that to like function as a person on a daily basis. Yeah. If not, I'm on an emotional wreck. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just not emotionally aware. I just steamroll people and it's not great. So So you're in your afternoon, are you are you like scheduling time with your son? Like how how do you kind of plan that around? And even spending time with your wife, like how do you plan that out? Yeah, so usually we'll spend time all like together. Together. Right. So I'll get I usually my morning shift's done at noon, eleven thirty ish, come home. Hang with him for an hour. We'll put him down. Yeah. Um, you know, then then Morgan and I can hang out, or, or we'll have wedding stuff to do together, yeah. or whatever that would be. And I go back at three. Um, typically, again, that's only a couple of days out of the week. Uh-huh. And then we'll hang out at night for about two hours or so before he goes to bed. So we definitely get. I mean, we ha- I have to work right. So there's only so much like that work life balance. I feel like is awesome, and the weekends are free. Okay. You know so. All right, so I wanted to – this is a, a specific fucking topic I had because I feel like I am so fucking bad at this. Um, balance. What does that mean to you? Do you believe it's a thing? I, I feel like people have told me my entire life or when I say entire life, the last three years of being like an actual adult human being that I don't have balance and I would agree. But like what does that look like for you and how do you think about balance? Yeah, I think um, I think it's super – I think it's very, very important. I think that – Growing up, we can go back to to my dad, how he worked all the time. I mean, he worked a ton, right? Yeah. But he provided for us, right? So there's a give or take there. Um, it's not like he missed out on stuff, but, I mean, he was gone from – I never saw him in the morning. He'd get home 7, 8 at night, and he was a vice president. You know what I mean? He had to do stuff, right? So And he probably gets home, he's working at night. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's, oh, yeah he's on his computer, yep. on his laptop until, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 11, and does everything again, right? So um, I, think, I think I don't want to be – I don't want that. Like, I don't want to – to do that right so i want to make sure i make time and if that means getting up at 233 to get my three hour stuff done before that which i would have to do during the yeah. middle of the day or at night then that's what i got to do right now you know what i mean so i think there has to be in my opinion i, I want to balance what's non-negotiable for you as far as everything like let's say 
you had to like work late or something like is is there a certain activity that's non-negotiable that you'll go and do no matter what regardless if like your schedule yeah your schedule like i have to work out you have to yeah Yeah. oh yeah i have to do something or else i'll go insane yeah it's like my stress relief yeah yeah that keeps you running Okay. I and this is crazy. This is what I'm visualizing, bro. But I'm visualizing your alarm going off at two thirty, and you thinking of your son. Like that's, I think, probably a level of motivation that Kevin and I don't have. Because if Reese is down here crying, we're gonna let him cry. You obviously can't do that with a son. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tell I mean, me that's I, true or not true. That's the only time. That's the that's the time to yourself that you have mm-hmm. right now with, yeah. the, with the rest of the. As soon as your son wakes up, game time. It's, it's go time. Dad Anthony. <laughs> so this is another question or just a thought. I mean, pl- play it out with me. I am of the opinion in my life that I don't want to have a kid till I'm in the point where I can architect my life to the degree I want, right? If I want to take an entire afternoon off because I own my business and I'm still making money for my wife and kids, that's what I want. That's kind of the father I envision being. Does that scare you at all that you're doing so much or it doesn't because you have that flexibility? Like, do you understand what I'm saying? I don't want to have a family until I'm 35. I have the financial resources I need. I know you're doing well financially, but you obviously have a lot of shit you have to be on. Like, yeah. it's tough for you to just block out five hours time with your kid, you yeah. know? Um, I think your I think your way is totally fine. Yeah. But I think it has to just work for your situation. I think for me, uh, I'm definitely – I have an awesome – I have like an awesome – jobs i guess yeah a couple jobs there right because it is so flexible bro you have three jobs just keep that yeah. in mind some yeah, kids yeah. struggle doing like a, a six hour job where they're <laughs> doing nothing yeah. you know oh, so yeah. keep 100%. that in mind 100%. but it is flexible different. like the only thing that's not flexible are the hours that i see patients right so those hours are just off limit like i can't i have to do that right, right? so then but other than that you know i can reschedule meetings i can do stuff now stuff has to get done i got to do it right yeah but it's it's pretty flexible i mean Okay, I can get behind. And so, where do you envision this thing going? Like, because you have again three different business endeavors. Mm-hmm. Where do you see that going? And, and again, for me, this is a, it's so different than I think. I'm like a one focus type guy, right? So when I talk about endeavors, I, I'm in, and I'm making money at. It's my job, right? I want to be the best salesman in a financial service company. That's what I'm going to do for the next you know five years. I want to be the best at that. Um, and then maybe I want to get into real estate investment, but I'm going to focus on this one thing and that's my primary focus. Where do you see these three endeavors going for you? Yeah. I mean, I would like to be, you know, obviously an owner. I want to be my own boss. Yeah. Right. So that's like my main thing. I've always wanted to own a business. My dad has done that plenty of times. So he's obviously a big, you know, kind of feature a key player in that. Um, but I, I would, I would definitely like to step back from treating patients at some point. Mm. Um, you know, maybe I do ten hours a week, so it still stays fun, and there's still new things when you walk into the patient room and that type of stuff. But it still stays sharp. You know, what I mean, yeah. you want to stay up to date with that. Um, but I would like to take a step back, cut the hours, but still manage and run things. You, you know what I mean? So almost be like a, a leader, or a, you know. In that is that a, is that an opportunity you have? Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have to put in the time before yeah. that, right? I get but, it. I mean, you're already yeah. doing that at Elite Edge, sure. right? Oh yeah. So that translates very well, in my opinion. To- yeah, I love I love where you're going with all these things because it seems like, and what I'm gathering from you is your goal is to really be the architecture mm-hmm. uh, arch- architect behind a lot of these businesses that you are an owner of, which allows you the flexibility the, the flexibility to do the work when you want to do the work, right? Yeah, right? I have the same thought process. I've always wanted to own. A business, I never knew what it would be, but I've always had that vision of 
being able to be the architect, not the one actually doing the work, but being able to coordinate yeah. across that. So that's super cool. Yeah. I, I'm so surprised you're not in the military, honestly. By the way, you articulate yourself and like who you are and how much you accomplish in your days. I'm surprised. Have you gotten that before? People yeah. surprised you aren't military based. People think I, I am. I, yeah. I wish I did. Yeah, I mean, we I, talk I don't about know. that all the time. If yeah. I could go back, I think I would have. Yeah. Right. But I just, I don't know. It just never really was a, anything that was really pushed or like none of my buddies did, did it. You know, so yeah. that was another thing. But. I mean, I, I, this is something we've, dude, how many times have we talked about this? I think there's no better breeding ground for success than like the discipline of the military and like the amount of challenge, adversity, and all the shit you put yourself oh, yeah. through at such a young age. What does success look like for you? Specifically, um, I think it's that's a good question. I think it's being able to in the future support a lifestyle that we want to for the, for my family. Like it's all for the family. It's not. I don't care what kind of car I drive. I don't care about any of that stuff, right? If I can support or provide for like my son, my wife, that type of stuff, that would be success while while being with them. You know what I mean? How important is finances to that? Oh, it's got to be important. I mean, you have good. to. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a key player. Do I let it, you know, control my life? No, but it, it it's how you live. Uh, it's how, how you it achieve that. You. Yeah, we all. This is another conversation we had yesterday, which I love. Is like I feel like people are so scared to talk about money yeah. and being like financially successful. But like in order to have the life and provide, you need to fucking chase money. You need yeah, to have money. Money isn't everything. I think that's a big difference there. Yeah. But it does allow you the flexibility 100%. to have control of your own time exactly so right. you could fix that pipe downstairs or you could call a plumber right yeah. what do you <laughs> think colton's done not fixing. you're getting down there you're getting that pipe no, bro. i'm fucking calling the plumber um is there anything else you have over there kev yeah what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten <clears throat> yeah so i'm gonna go right back to my dad quote him a lot um it was so i have a picture frame with a dollar bill in it. I'm not making this up. Uh, and he gave it to me like years ago. And this would have been in high school. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Why is he giving me this like $1 bill? Like, yeah. I don't care about this. And then he, he said, uh, it didn't even didn't even register at the time. It's his first dollar he made from his company, like yeah. starting his own business. And it says, um, find what you love and then follow your dream. And that's all it is. And so you can take whatever you want from that. And he, again, he gave that to me. And I was like, all right, cool. Why a dollar though? Just like the first money oh, he made. Yeah, first That's dollar what he made. At his business. When he started his own business, right? Got it. Okay, right. Yeah, so so that was I – was, I was assuming you guys were going to ask me this, right? So I was like, you know, i got to find something that yeah. really is like <laughs> deep. Uh, and the first thing I tell people is that. Um, it's fucking profound. It's wild, dude. You find what you love and you follow your dream and then everything else just kind of falls into place. Do you have any mentors? Oh, yeah. yeah. Who? Or just like, who are they to you? Like, where I think they... in every phase, there's a different mentor, right? So in, I mean, you could take in grad school, chiropractic school, my clinician um, was huge, like just, it was awesome. Okay. Huge mentor. And then, you know, again, my dad, uh, parents, my boss now at Tri-County, she's fantastic. She's been doing it for 20 years. She's a business owner. She's, you know, amazing. Um, you know, then obviously you have your public uh, you know, to name people off the top of my head, I don't really like follow one person. Yeah, just little stuff here and there. But do you, so, do, and again, I like the mentorship route. Great question because I was I probably forgot to go there. Like, are you reading frequently? Like, 
again, it seems like a lot of this mindset that is different than, again, 99% of people our age um, isn't just instilled in you almost naturally. Uh, again, would you agree with that? It seems yeah, like that's it's what built. It feel, well, I asked the mentor question because I was like, I don't know who the fuck's mentoring him. Like, I want that. There's person. so many people, man. Yeah. I could like – the owner of Kinetic Physical Therapy. He's yeah. the one that I contact all the time. Yeah. Uh, and he's just so much feedback. Like, there's just, there's people I could just keep going on and on, you know. I mean, that's great. So, are you reading? I just, final question. Yeah. Do you read? I, I do. I definitely am not, to, like, huge into reading. I know people will try and knock out books each week and that yeah. type of stuff. And yeah. I definitely start, stop, pause. I'll come back to a book. Um, but, yeah, I do read, you know, it's, but it's not a, like, staple. Like, I don't get up and I have to read 10 pages or, mm. or 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Your life is like lit, but you like it's almost like you live a life where you're trying to excel in things. It's like you don't even need to fucking read it because you're doing it, you know? Yeah, but I, I mean, I, th- I think I see what you're saying. I think it brings you back though, like it, it like uh, keeps you grounded, humble. Because yeah. there's always someone doing better. Dude. Like when I look oh, at Priscilla, and I'm like, dude, I haven't accomplished anything. Yeah. You know, like, there's always there's... people working harder that are better than you, or whatever. A hundred percent. So are you, this is, you went down this route, so now I'm here. It's your fault, by the way. I was going to end it 10 minutes ago, but now yeah, you I'm went sorry, here. I love sorry. it. Um, do you write down goals? Are you conscious about like, okay, I want my business to do X amount this year. I want X amount of clients. You do? Yep. How do you build those? Like, is there, you talk a mentor, I'm guessing? Um, no. So I, I, you mean as far as creating the own goals or like? Yeah, yeah, creating goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I, I don't, I don't really, I guess. I don't think anybody knows about my goals, to be honest. Okay. But you uh, have so I, Oh, yeah. I've okay. written down. I have things, stuff I you know I want to do by 30. So I have it broken down by kind of age, uh, 35, 40, that type of stuff. And Are um, you open to share any of them? Just yeah. Because so, I, this is the reason I asked the question articulately. Because I want people our age on this podcast to be like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, the idea that you have goals that you want to hit before 35 or mm-hmm. 40, you know, that's – far enough out that most most people don't even know what they want to do tomorrow next week. bro so very yeah. unintentional is what we a great word that we've used yeah. a lot yeah like, so uh, i started this right after i i mean again during school there's always little goals and achievements you want to like passing boards all that yeah. stuff but so right after one of my by 30 uh i wanted to be a business owner i wanted uh, to own my own business yep and originally it was either chiropractic or you know something i wanted to be my own boss right? yeah so so that one I kind of checked off partly, right? There's still you know an aspect I want to complete with that, but um, the other one is certain income levels, like you know making a certain amount of money. Can you give me a dollar amount? Uh, by thirty would have been one fifty. One fifty k. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then it just like goes up each each year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and then you know, so I've met. Sounds weird, but I've met like all that stuff, right? Good, so those man. are my goals, right? Yeah. Um, and then by thirty, I think it's forty actually. I would like to have like five or six rental properties. So get involved in real estate. Yep. Um, I don't want that to be like my main thing. I don't want to own like 20 properties and, yeah. you know, live off the passive income. And I mean, yeah. that'd be cool, right? Yeah. But but I would like to have some type of aspect, like diversify a little bit. If you want to partner on that, let me know. <laughs> you let me know, bro. Oh my God. You let me know. Dude, <laughs> you sit quiet over there, bro. You never man, know, man. I am always, I, what years. do I do? I always close business. That's no business, doing. no business closing on the podcast. Okay. All right. This, all right. Is, this is the environment um, no, for conversation. I think real estate's phenomenal, dude. I yeah. think it's a phenomenal asset class to be in. I think it's smart money is what it is. Um, all right. I love it. That do you, you write down your goals? Uh, those sound like a, all professional goals. Do you mm-hmm. write down your goals personally for mm-hmm. yourself and your family? Yeah. So like one of them is to spend more, like go on more date nights. Uh, okay. I don't necessarily have like a frequency with that because I think that's kind of, we're just so busy, yeah. right? So, 
but to just spend one-on-one time or not even that with the, you know, Cohen as well, just like family time. Right. Uh, you know, if we pick a couple nights out of the week or whatever that would be, and just, that's just us. Consistency, right? bro. You got to just put a date and fucking yeah. start doing it or else yeah. you can't just say more date nights. That's fugazi as fuck. Yeah. You got to actually do it. Yeah. It's like, you know, I want to work out more. All right. What does working out more look like? Okay. How many days a week do I want to exactly. get to the gym? You know? Yeah. Yep. Dude, that's it. Sorry about the 10 minute tangent. That was Kevin's heart. That was Kevin's yeah, heart. That's totally fault. good, man. I apologize. Do you have anything you want to say? Anything you want to leave the listeners with? Man, it's fucking your show, dude. Your show. Yeah, I think I would go back to that, that quote, man. I think, you know, find something that you really love to do. And I think it's perfect for what you guys are trying to do here. You have your nine to five, yeah. right? Outside the nine to five. So if you have to hustle at that job, what are you doing with the other hours of your day, right? So, I mean, I feel like it plays in perfectly. Find what you love to do, learn about it, and follow it. You know, and but you have to fucking follow it hard, man. Like you got, you got to go for it. Exactly, you got to work hard. You can't just, you can't just love this thing and then it's gonna just develop. You got to yeah. wake yeah. up at two thirty. Yeah, things are gonna fall in your lap, man. Yeah. You got to go uh, make your opportunities. Make yeah. your opportunities. Fucking, that's where we're leaving it. Love it. Deuces.